It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. Yes, the news it is. The WIA National News for week commencing May 21, 2023. And this week, WIA Secretary Peter VK8ZZ and WIA Amateur Radio Magazine Editor-in-Chief Roger VK2ZRH join us. Plus much, much, much more in this edition of News from the Wireless Institute of Australia. I'm Editor Graham VK4BB. Last week, we told you of the order we received to change our WIAQ domain name. Quick work by WIA Secretary and work done the morning prior to our AGM has resulted in a letter which, in short, says, Hi Peter, we've heard back from AUDA and we are happy to report they've closed this case and as such, we can mark this as resolved and no further action is required. So our backup site for WIA National News and also the site for the VK4 region Q News will remain as wiaq.org.au. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Melbourne, it can be heard on the 160-metre amateur radio band on 1.825 MHz AM at 9 o'clock Sunday morning. I'm Clint Jeffrey, VK3CSJ. Now, the man we've just spoken about, WIA Secretary and Director, Peter VK8ZZ. Uh, thanks, Graham, and good morning, listeners. Well, I would like to thank the well over 100 who participated in our annual general meeting last weekend. The meeting was a hybrid event and included both members on site at the University of Canberra and online. We also had a large number of viewers watching the internet streaming on the WIA YouTube channel. The draft minutes of the meeting and the video will be available on the WIA website within the next month or so. The President thanked outgoing Director Greg VK2GPK for his contribution during his six years as a member of the board of the WIA. The quality of the broadband connection at the university meant a flawless streaming of the event to all those attending online. Members who were attending in person in Canberra had the opportunity to network with others attending as well as meeting our newest member of the WIA board, Giles Kirby, VK5GK, as well as President Scott Williams, VK3KJ, Stephen Green, VK2TSG, myself, Peter Clee, VK8ZZ, and the outgoing director, Greg Kelly, VK2GPK. I very much enjoyed catching up with some I had not seen in a while, as well as meeting new amateurs on the day. We will upload a number of the photographs of the event as well as publish them in a future edition of the Amateur Radio magazine for all to view. I would personally like to thank those who attended the AGM, both in person and online, and thank you for making this AGM a most memorable event. I advise that we are currently looking for a club that would be keen to host the 2024 AGM and possibly hold it in conjunction with a field day or convention. A big congratulations to all of the recipients of the WIA Merit Awards. I would encourage listeners to nominate for the 2024 WIA Merit Awards as nominations are now open. This has been WIA Director and Company Secretary Peter, VK8ZZ. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, Editor-in-Chief of Amateur Radio Magazine. Last Monday, the files for issue number three of AR Magazine were uploaded to the printer's server in Bairnstyle, Victoria. From late next week, look out for it landing in your letterbox, your post office box, or your local news agency. The theme for the issue is Test and Measurement, 
featuring an article on the subject of Your First Test Bench by popular author Andy Keir, VK2AAK, one for those who are new to ham radio. As part of this theme, we explore a subject close to pretty much every ham's heart, repairing things. This brings up the issue of the right to repair. If you buy a product, any product, from a car to a toaster, from a PC to a transceiver, why can't you fix it if you want to? One of our articles on this subject discusses the concept of a right to repair in Australia, which would enable consumers to repair their own products, either themselves or through a third-party repairer, and require manufacturers to provide access to repair manuals, diagnostic tools and software logs. The article explores the issues from a manufacturer's perspective, including concerns about intellectual property, product safety, warranty rights, the cost of new products and the feasibility of repairing certain products. The article notes the benefits of sustainability in extending the lifespan of products and reducing waste, but questions whether enforcing a right to repair would make a real difference or simply increase the cost of new products for no real benefit. Those last two paragraphs were written by the latest tech craze, ChatGPT, with minor edits. I have to ask myself, how long before I muscled out of my job by a chatbot? That was my real voice, by the way. No, it's true. Dudes, it is me. Enough. To reflect topical matters in both the radio amateur community and also society in general right now, I asked Phil White, VK2ASD, to look into artificial intelligence, AI, in amateur radio. There would be some among the clickerati on social media who reckon the term applies to many contacts you hear on the air. Yeah, right. Phil's efforts returned some interesting results, posing more questions than the answers he got after asking questions of ChatGPT. Some say AI suggests machines learning to mimic human intelligence processes by applying algorithms to large accumulations of data, ostensibly making computers Think and act like humans. In amateur radio in the near future, how will you know that the on-air voice contact you're having is with a human and not an AI program? The same goes for digital and video contacts. Seriously, when more than a thousand US captains of commerce, science and industry write to the president asking the Congress to regulate the development and use of artificial intelligence, you know there's a serious issue with it. No sooner had we committed to content on the subject than Google launched its rival chatbot, Bard. Okay. For those that crave the smell of solar smoke in the mornings, we have a 13.6 volt, 30 amp power supply for all occasions. From Lou to Stefano, VK3AQZ. And, talking about the right to repair, we also have the last article from Phil Fitzherbert, VK3FF's journey in restoring his classic Collins S-Line rigs. We live in interesting times. This year, some significant amateur radio clubs reached the tongue. That's right, 100 years. So, this issue you can get the skinny on who did what with which and to whom in VK7 and VK2. When the technology was new, wireless experimenters were cool. Shortwave wireless was the tick-tock of the day. Not only that, 100 years ago, Australian wireless experimenters caused a sensation when their signals crossed the Pacific Ocean. There were those that said it couldn't be done. 
while American and European experimenters had successfully spanned the 3,000-kilometre-wide Atlantic in 1921, the Pacific Ocean, triple the distance between Australia and America's west coast, was judged a bridge too far. WIA historian Peter Wolfen of VK3RV gives us the skinny on who did what with which and with whom. Part 1 begins this issue. That'll be it for this week. More to come later. Now Radio Magazine, Volume 91, Issue Number 3 for 2023. Serving Australian radio amateur dudes for 90 years, come hay, hell or bullicle. Available in print and online. Always published to a schedule. Never random or half-heartedly slapped together. That's it from me for now. I'm Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH for VK1WIA News. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, international news with VK2LAW Jason. Hello. International news with thanks to the IARU, RSGB, RAC, ARRL. NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline, EHAM, and the worldwide sources of the WIA. In news from Region 1, International Women in Engineering Day June 23 is brought to you by the Women's Engineering Society, who will celebrate its 10th year in 2023 and once again be promoting the amazing work that women engineers across the globe are doing. This year's theme is Make Safety Seen. INWED gives women engineers around the world a profile when they're still hugely underrepresented, with 2021 figures indicating that in the UK, only 16.5% of engineers are women. Now, with that in mind, the RSGB is asking for help in celebrating International Women in Engineering Day, June 23. They've put out the call for stories to share of women in engineering roles to inspire future generations. DX Adventure Team activated four uniform 100 Quebec Oscar on QO100 from the United Nations Vienna International Centre. May 18, 19 and 20, they made the very first QO100 connections from the United Nations Vienna International Centre and, as a token of appreciation, DX Adventure is donating the equipment they use to make the connections through QO100 to the United Nations for future use. Those dates on HF, you may have also heard them active using 4 Uniform 1 Alpha. In news from Region 2, radio amateurs in Puerto Rico have a day to honour their hobby held this year on Tuesday, May 9. As set out by law in 1996, each year, every second Tuesday of the month of May is known as Puerto Rico Amateur Radio Day. This is part of a larger celebration of National Rodeo Month each May on the island. Amateurs received a special proclamation for the day signed by both Governor and Secretary of State. It recognised the help amateurs have offered in times of emergency. It also highlighted the ARRL Puerto Rico section and the fact that licensees have reached 5,000 as of June last year, 2022. Researchers create thinner, denser computer chips. Researchers in the United States have created thinner, denser computer chips with big possibilities. We learn more from Kent Peterson, Kilo Charlie Zero Delta Golf Yankee, over at Amateur Radio Newsline. Denser and more powerful computer chips may soon be possible thanks to findings in a laboratory at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. 
Researchers there have developed a means of working with 2D materials so slender they are no more than three atoms thick. By layering them atop a fully fabricated silicon chip, they are able to create a denser integration. According to the MIT News website, this low-temperature growth and fabrication technology does not result in damage to the chip. Damage was a major concern during previous attempts to achieve this integration atop a silicon CMOS wafer because the process customarily requires temperatures of 600 degrees Celsius. Temperatures above 400 degrees Celsius could cause the transistors and circuits to break down. The news website also reported that this technology reduces the growth and integration process on an 8-inch wafer from more than a day to less than an hour. A shortened growth time is seen by researchers as particularly attractive for industrial fabrications because of its efficiency. Researchers also said they want to explore use of this process for such flexible surfaces as textiles, polymers, or papers, raising the prospect of integrating semiconductors into clothing, paper notebooks, and other everyday items. This is Kent Peterson, KC0, DGY. Thanks, Kent. Now to the weird and wonderful files. Coffee-loving hands work Java, but it's not DX. Okay, grab a cup of hot coffee for this week's weird and wonderful story. Sit back and let's listen to Randy Sly, W4XJ. For many of us, there's nothing better than working DX or calling CQ in a contest while sipping on a fresh hot cup of coffee. But what if that coffee was known as Ham Shack House Blend, Key Up Cowboy, or Morse Code Mocha? Steve Eilers, W3BIZ, believes we can have our ham radio and drink it too. Early in 2023, Steve began the Homebrew Coffee Company, combining his love for coffee with his love for ham radio. This coffee is not someone else's brand that he relabeled, but his own original coffee blends that are roasted and shipped the same day, no matter the propagation. He is an entrepreneur who takes his business seriously. We source our beans from Bali, Peru, Brazil, Mexico, Colombia, you name it. Ethically sourced beans, fair trade. That's a huge thing for me is to make sure that we're doing it right. These people are getting compensated for their farms and everything's fair. His blends are made to resonate with a variety of tastes, from a donut shop style to a dark Italian roast, or something with a French vanilla or mocha flavor. All these and more await you at homebrewcoffee.com. When he's not making coffee, you can find Steve hunting poda, chasing DX, rag chewing, or operating Skywarn and Aries in Kent County, Michigan. And of course, drinking coffee. This is Randy Sly, W4XJ. Thanks, Randy. And with that, Felix, in just a moment. For VK1WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We are VK1WIA. Now, operational news with VK4FUQ. Hello there, and yes, remember, ham radio, it's contact sport. Contest-wise... May 2021 Don Edwards Memorial Slow Moors Contest is this weekend, as is the NZIT run 80 metre Sangster Shield. June 24-25 Winter VHF Hewitt Field Day. 0100 hours UTC Saturday 24 to 0059 hours UTC Sunday 25. But in VK6 had 3 hours on the start and end times. June weekend prior to the second Monday of June. VK Shires. Also make a mental note that the 2023 QRP Day happens June 17. 
IAAOHF World Championship Contest takes place the second full weekend of July, beginning 1200 hours UTC Saturday and ending 1200 hours UTC Sunday, July 9. All licensed amateurs worldwide are eligible to participate in this contest as the objective is to contact as many other amateurs as possible, especially IAA member society HQ stations around the world using the 160, 80, 40, 20, 15 and 10 metre bands. July 15, Trans-Tasman Low Band Contest. Held on the third weekend in July, aims to encourage Low Band Activity Between VK and ZL. 160, 80 and 40 metres are allowed with SSB, CW and Digital, RITI or PSK. August 12 and 13, Remembrance Day Contest. This contest commemorates the amateurs who died during World War II and is designed to encourage friendly participation and help improve the operating skills of participants. It is held on the weekend closest to the 15th of August, the date on which hostilities cease with Japan in the southwest Pacific area. August 26-27, a Lara contest. Contest is always on the last four weekend of August. Why else work everyone? OMs work wilds only. Combined phone and CW run over 24 hours. Saturday 0600 hours UTC till Sunday 0559 hours UTC. All HF bands except 160 metres and WARC bands. Echo link will also be accepted. DX window. Richard BK2SKY joins us as we open the DX window with a little vampire story for you. Yes, I know, Halloween is months away, but I think you'll like this story anyway. A team of amateurs, led by Colin VK2JCC, has set up shop in the radio room aboard HMAS Vampire. HMAS stands for His Majesty's Australian Ship, and the Vampire is located at the Australian National Maritime Museum here in Sydney. The radio room is part of the museum, and thus open for visitors to learn about the importance of radio communications, both in wartime and in peace. The Vampire team has been active for a few weeks now, using the call sign Victor Kilo to Victor Mike Papa, VMP, Vampire, get it? If you've never worked a warship before, now is a great time to start. So far, eight amateurs are on the roster to keep the Vampire on the air, using CW and sideband on 20 and 40 metres, and the station is now a permanent fixture on the ship. But wait, there's more. Over the weekend of the 3rd and 4th of June, the Vampire will be active for 24 hours for a special event, Museum Ships on the Air. You'll find the station on or near 14.250 MHz. Vampire will join many other ships around the world for this fun event. So, listen out for Victor Kilo 2, Victor Mike Papa, on board HMAS Vampire in Sydney, Australia. And check out the VK2 VMP page on QRZ.com. For WIA National News, I'm Richard Renan, VK2SKY. Back to you, Felix. Thanks, Richard. And the call to us now for again, Victor Killer to Victor Mike Papa. Another special call to keep your ears open for is VI2023HRH. First, the 31st of May celebrates the coronation of King Charles III. Listen for Giorgio, IU5HWS using the call sign 5UA99WS. From Niger, until the 15th of June on 40 through 10 metres using FT8 and SSB. QSL via LTW or via EA5GL. Polynesia, 
DDR is QRVSFO-F6BCW. From Howardine Island, IOTA OC-067. Until October 25 on 86 metres using CW and SSB. QSL virf 6 exv AU-40 NRO is active until the 30th of June to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the National Institute of Amateur Radio in India. QSL via VU2NRO For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with VK3GTV. Cole. Hello. Our first topic this week is faith. In the US, a group known as the New Jersey Knights of Columbus have taken some advice from the Gospel of Matthew, namely that their light and good deeds should not be hidden under a bushel. Active since early this month and running until today UTC time, the Knights have been operating several amateur radio stations statewide under a special amateur radio call sign K0C with the dual intent of sharing their philanthropic needs and encouraging Catholic men to join the fraternal organisation. The special event stations have been attempting to operate out of all five dioceses in the state until the last day of the 127th New Jersey State Convention. My hobby is ham radio, and I love the Knights, said Knights Deputy Director Thomas M. Perotti, who designed and spearheaded the project, adding that this is a nice way to bring these two passions together. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. When the crewed Artemis II mission makes its lunar flyby in late 2024, we'll be able to see video of the moon like never before, and it's all thanks to lasers. Along for the historic journey to the moon will be the Orion Artemis II Optical Communication System, or O2O, making Artemis II the first crewed lunar flight to demonstrate laser communications technology. The O2O system will be capable of returning high-resolution images and video of the lunar surface back to Earth with a downlink rate of up to 260 megabits per second. The laser system will also be able to send and receive procedures, flight plans, voice messages and other communications between the Orion spacecraft and mission control on Earth. With the launch last month of the European Space Agency's JUICE mission, short for Jupiter Icy Moons Explorer, hopes were high for its antenna, which had been folded up inside the spacecraft ready for its eventual full deployment. The 16-metre-long antenna, known as RIME for Radar for Icy Moons Exploration, was to completely unfold in its first week after the launch date, and it did, but that is, all but one final part. According to various media accounts, a variety of remedies were tried without success, until the flight control team finally freed the remaining part by delivering a shock that moved a tiny stuck pin that had left the antenna section jammed in its folded position. The shock came via a device known as a non-explosive actuator that was located inside the bracket. What happened was disruptive enough to shake things up. May 12th brought freedom as the stuck part became unstuck. So some good old percussive maintenance. Now the antenna should be ready for an even bigger challenge, the moons around the giant planet Jupiter. The mission will use the antenna to study those icy moons as far down as 9 kilometres 
analyzing both the surface and subsurface. What unfolds there may possibly deliver some shocks of its own. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amity Young Timers, Yota, Youngsters on the Air. With the latest, it's over to WIA Foundation Award winner, Alec, VK2APC. Thank you, Cole. Before I go into the news, I would like to thank the WIA Board for the Foundation Merit Award and all who support me. This weekend, I have two different reports for you. Unfortunately, the Dave Coulter Memorial Youth DX Adventure has been cancelled. The organisers at Dayton Amateur Radio Association said there was insufficient time for the kind of planning needed to allow everyone to obtain their necessary passports. No other details were immediately available and there was no indication when the next trip would be scheduled. The once annual trip, which has brought young amateurs to the Dutch Caribbean, Costa Rica and Caraco, is named in memory of Dave KB8 OCP, who became a silent key in 2013. Now for a better report. Emil, VK5 WWW, first obtained his foundation license in 2022 when he was 9 years old. He has been having a go with learning CW, and on 8th of May, Emil had his first CW contact with Gerard, VK2 India Oscar. To top this off, the contact was just before Emil's 11th birthday. Happy birthday and way to go, Emil. And thank you to Gerard for supporting a fellow youth ham operator. I hope you keep practicing, Emil, so you can get faster than your dad and make many more contacts. For VK1 WIA National News, I am Alec, VK2 APC in Sydney. Now back over to you, Cole. Thanks, Alec. And again, congratulations on your award. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Write these frequencies on your shack wall. In IARU Region 3, Emergency Centre of Activity, COA, frequencies are 3 MHz. Primarily for its role in rescue radio, the Virginia General Assembly recently issued a resolution commending the Virginia Beach Amateur Radio Club, W4UG, The commendation honoured the VBARC for their many community contributions, stating the VBARC, an American Radio Relay League special service club, has greatly served the Virginia Beach community for many years by volunteering its time and equipment for emergency and public services and by providing exceptional aid to both local amateur radio enthusiasts and the community at large through training classes, technical projects and other activities. An early marriage and separation from her family kept Rabina Begum apart from her family in Bengal for more than a decade. With the help of police and the West Bengal Radio Club, the relatives have found one another again. The woman's brother, Hussain Ali Sheikh, told the Times of India that in the ensuing years they believed that she was lost to them forever. But he spoke with her at long last on Wednesday, May the 3rd, after the Women's Commission contacted state police, who reached out to the hams in West Bengal. The club has a long track record of facilitating such reunions. Club Secretary Ambarish Nagbigwa, VU2JFA, reached out to a colleague proficient in Hindi and Kashmiri, and details of her story finally emerged. Her brother is expected to travel and bring her home to Bengal soon to be with the family she's missed so much. 
a great outcome and a nice ending for the segment this week. Till next week, take care. I'm Col, VK3GTV. And on the social scene, it's the celebration of the centenary of organised amateur radio in Tasmania all of June with a special WIA news service from VK7 happening June 18 and there are also a huge number of activities happening throughout the month of June and beyond. These include operation of the special centenary call sign VK7WIA by amateurs around VK7. There's a special centenary QSL card, a centenary award certificate. There are amateur radio open days being held around the state of Tasmania with amateur radio historic and working displays that will be open to the public. In the south, it happens on Saturday, June the 10th. In the north, Saturday, June the 17th. And the northwest, Saturday, June the 24th. In the next couple of amateur radio magazines, we will have features on VK7 history starting in the May-June edition and the WIA National News broadcast will be coming from VK7 on the 18th of June 2023. There are many more activities happening and these are available along with more details on the website link on the email edition of this broadcast. And this has been Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey for the VK7 Centenary Committee, and this is the WIA National News Broadcast. Thanks, Justin. And in VK2, June 10 and 11, it's the Oxley Region's annual field day at Warhope, and also June 10 and 11, in VK5, the Serg Convention and Fox Hunting Championships. Now, till next we meet, I'm Editor Graham, VK4BB. Walk tall. This has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.